Justin Gaethje is an absolute stud. Nobody can stop him. I'm a violent motherfucker. I'm the most violent lightweight on this planet. Jackson and he's taking more punishment. Lately, you've been knocking guys out so fast with your hands. Justin Gaethje is the UFC's interim lightweight champion. I'm gonna mull him. Khabib smashed him. Khabib has finished Conor McGregor tonight. UFC undefeated, undefeated lightweight champion. What's going to be next for There is only one king. Hey everyone and welcome to All About Sports, the podcast. I'm your host, Mazhar here today. And we're bringing a very, very special episode with a very special guest. And uh, no guesses on what the topic is. It's the UFC. And uh, joining us here today is Ronit Pitale. Now, just a bit about Ronit. Uh, Ronit has been following the UFC for over a decade. When we used to sit and watch WWE, he was the one who actually sat and watched the UFC fights and actual blood in the octagon rather than us watching ketchup being thrown everywhere. So, uh, glad to have you here, on and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, Mas, thanks. So, yeah, I have been exposed to that violence for over 10 years now. So, I'm hoping some good's going to come of it. <laughs> so, uh, today we'll be discussing the next big UFC event. And for all those MMA fans, I'm sure you know. It's UFC 254, Nurmagomedov versus Gaethje. So, uh, before we get into it, I'll just want to run through the entire UFC main card. So, here we have the main card. So, the main card is going to feature five fights because uh, li- the one lightweight fight between Islam Makhachev and uh, Rafael Dos Anjos was cancelled, sadly, because Dos Anjos tested positive for COVID-19. So, we'll have a look at the other fights. Of course, the main event is, and the highlight-worthy event, is the lightweight fight for the championship between Khabib Nurmagomedov from Russia and Justin Gaethje from the US. So, we have a nice nation battle going on there as well. We have the middleweight co-main event between the Australian, the Reaper, Robert Whittaker and Jared Cannonier. So, expecting that to be quite a gritty fight as well. Then we have the heavyweight fight between Alexander Volkov and Walt Harris. And Ronit knows very well this is my favorite uh, weight class when it comes to fighting. Then we have the women's flyweight. Uh, So, there's a new entry, uh, Lilia Shakirova. Uh, Sadly, because... Um, again, there was a positive case there. It's crazy how they keep getting positive cases and they still go on with the events. Um, so expect that to be an interesting fight because we don't know too much about Lilia Shakarova. And finally, the last fight we have is the light heavyweight fight between Magomed Ankalaev and Ion Kutelaba. So, Nonit, we'll get to all of these smaller fights later. Let's talk big now. Let's get into the lightweight category. Nurmagomedov versus Gaethje. Uh, Nurmagomedov, 28 and 0. We all know that. Uh, I'll just switch over to getting into the tail of the tape. 
so as we know uh, nurmagomedov is 32 gage is 31 not much difference in age even if you see their body structures they're pretty much the same there's not much different in terms of their weight of course they have to meet that weight class it's not like the heavyweights where you can where there's a huge disparity in terms of the weight allowed uh, their their reach which is so important in combat sport is also the same at 70 inches of course khabib's coming in as a huge favorite uh, minus 295 as per most of the betting websites and gagey's at plus 240 but nothing is one on paper so ronit i would love to have your opinion on this fight and some more expert input into this yeah sure so i think just to begin with that's a pretty crazy line i mean habib minus 295 and gagey plus 240 I mean, if if I if I were a better, I think Gechi might be a good pick because you're getting fantastic odds, right? But again, who who would dare to bet against Habib, which is also I think a big factor to consider here. Um, I mean, j- just right off the bat, I mean, when we talk about Habib, everyone knows that he's going to take you down and he's going to keep you there, and you know what he's going to do can you stop it so 28 people have not been able to stop it and the question is can gechi do it uh gechi has fantastic wrestling credentials it's not like uh, he's not a good wrestler but then uh, i think daniel comier said it there are levels to this game right when he spoke about mma when he spoke about his own division as well he said there are levels to this game and habib's wrestling is just at a level where how do you stop it because see uh, there are two aspects right to the wrestling part fit one aspect is against the cage and the second is your open wrestling so even within the octagon i think where habib shines the brightest is against the cage so while justin may be able to fend off the takedown may be able to hold his own in the center of the octagon it's when we move towards that cage is where things will get a little dicey so i mean just off the top of my mind even in the mcgregor habib fight right mcgregor was doing i mean he he wasn't able to completely stop it but he did a fairly decent job i would say when it came to you know fending off khabib a little bit in the open space and mind you mcgregor has good mma wrestling but he's not a wrestler at the end of the day right his takedown defense is good he got taken down against chad mendes as well but he managed to get up he managed to tire him out gechi is a wrestler and he is a pedigreed wrestler so i mean just coming to think of it the key for habib in this case will be can he take it to the fence as quickly as possible and the key for gechi is will he be able to keep it in the center of the octagon or no and i think that will be the key differentiating factor because the thing with habib is it's not like he has these soup i mean of course he does have explosive takedowns but he's not the type of wrestler who's just going to like you know blast you into a double leg or like wildly try to slam you or something like that he has that chain wrestling so he's going to go to a high crotch then he's going to go to a single leg he's going to try and trip you he's going to do anything he can to get you to the ground 
and it's not about whether justin can stop the first or the second or the third takedown can he like do it in corner right can he yeah. do it move after move after move after move and if you ask me 28 men have not been able to do it something tells me gechi is not going to be that 29th man who's going to be able to do it so yeah so, so i like how you brought up the entire takedown part of course that's very important but i was just uh, browsing through the stats the takedown average for kabib in 15 minutes for 15 minutes is 5.09 gechi has none uh so when you just look at that stat it's really terrifying to see how gechi will manage to keep the game firstly it's yeah like you said i think it's going to be impossible let's not forget it's five rounds because it's a championship fight the average fight time for both these fighters khabib averages close to 14 minutes gechi 10 so for gechi the key will be to knock out khabib uh Connor tried it, but of course, Connor was not at his best at his peak. There were lots of things. I think he was trying too hard, or was trying too was trying to be too cautious to avoid getting taken down by Khabib, and that sort of took away from his game. I think the expectations on Gagey are less, so that might play into his favor. But you can never bet against this guy. Yeah, we've done it twice before, and he proved us. completely True. wrong so uh, yeah it's pretty interesting that you mentioned all of this uh, i'm i'm quite looking forward to seeing how gagey answers his critics because let's face it we we okay we did predict that gagey will be tony ferguson but not the way he did he absolutely mauled uh, ferguson into a complete it was like he was just flipping eggs on a frying pan so <laughs> Uh, that's what i'm pri- quite interested to see how gagey matches up or even can handle the takedowns because there's no doubt he will be taken down and like you said if if he goes to the cage then it's finished yeah. uh, there's no way that he can get out of that chokehold it's it's mm. nasty it's i think joe rogan had once said it and it keeps popping up in the ufc game as well where he is he can wrestle a bear mm. uh, and he, that's how good khabib is so true yeah great ronit so i'm assuming by this you basically are picking khabib to take this one i'm not picking against him if, <laughs> if that's what you're asking me but i i actually think you brought up a really interesting fact about gechi when you said that you spoke about his takedowns uh Uh, if you recall i mean not now i mean if there are people listening to this who have been following the ufc for a while uh, chuck liddell the ice man right fantastic defensive wrestler never shot a takedown that's justin gechi for you he calls himself the highlight reel he wants to keep it on the feet he wants to put on a show so for him wrestling is just a way to keep it on the feet and for khabib mm-hmm. wrestling is the way to win the fight so it's more like an offensive wrestler versus a defensive wrestler so that like you brought up i think a fantastic stat but the way that i look at it is oh gechi doesn't want to use his wrestling until he has to and mm-hmm. khabib wants to win off his wrestling so yeah so, i am not uh, picking against khabib but uh... So you brought that up, and Gagey's takedown defense is pretty good. It's eighty percent, and for 
considering how he just breaks loose and is on the attack it's not too bad a stat because you are always vulnerable when you're attacking especially against some people who are really quick and khabib is one of those so it'll be uh, quite i think that's where kg wins or loses his game is yes he, he the thing is you can never tell with some fighters who are not so technically gifted but they are just raw fighters and gg is street man and that's that's what we love about him and that's what we are actually looking forward to seeing i hope he doesn't have reservations like conor did and comes in all guns blazing because it's going to be if this fight can be one for the ages true yeah def- definitely agree with you definitely agree with you and the, the thing about conor was that uh, he admitted it himself that when he came into this he said we were too focused and so did coach kavana i think conor's coach that we were too focused on what habib was going to do to then try and implement our game plan i don't think that's going to be the problem with gechi he's evolved a hell of a lot since he first joined the ufc he's not brash anymore he keeps his composure he times his shots he picks his finishes and uh, uh, although i don't think that uh, that should be a problem with habib because uh, he abhi is not the type of guy who you can just rush and then finish it off with but uh, at the same time i mean uh, it's going to be hard because how do you bet against habib but if someone had to do yes. it yeah <laughs> but we said the same thing about corner uh, we said the same thing well tony ferguson still i feel is even though he lost to gagey I do feel that Tony Ferguson is the most well equipped to probably beat Khabib but we can get into that later I I just read this quote today itself and it gave me goosebumps uh, Khabib said I will take him to the deepest ocean and drown him I mm. I'm I'm getting goosebumps right now when I say it I I I wouldn't want to step into a ring after a man says that <laughs> There's no yeah. way, man. It's te- so. I just want your opinion on that yeah. particular statement. Just shows his intent, right? You know, as scary as that sounds, I've heard Justin Gaethje say, "I'm willing to die in there." So you have a man on one hand who's telling you he's going to take you to the deepest waters and drown you. and you have this other gentleman who is willing to die in there wow what else do you want what else do you want right i mean roll on roll on 25th october roll on 25th october <laughs> ah tell me about it tell me about it but yeah so two fearless men man these guys that's that's the charm about the ufc and that's what we love <laughs> Hey, are you like us and trying to make your own podcast but aren't really sure where to get started? Well, when we first began, we didn't really know how to get our podcast out there to the hundreds of different podcast platforms. That's where Anchor comes in. Anchor is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting from start to finish. It allows you to record and edit your podcast and then when you're ready to publish, distributes it to a ton of podcasting platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once you've posted your episode, Anchor tracks listening across platforms and graphs your performance across countries, age groups and platforms. 
That's how we know that 4% of our listeners are in Hong Kong. If you're listening from Hong Kong right now, well, thank you. And Anchor is totally free. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Now back to the pod. Uh, anyway, uh, let's not forget this is not the only fight. Yes, it is the highlight fight. Yes, it could be the one of the, the all-time greatest fights as well. But we have the co-main event and it's not something that we should overlook. It's in the middleweight category. Uh, it's got one of the most underrated, I would say, champions of all time in Robert Whittaker. Uh, who is still the number one contender in the middleweight category behind Israel Adesanya, of course. And Jared Cannonier, who's making a comeback after his surgery or the pelvic injury or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He went on a rampant run three in a row, fought really well. But he's 36 going up against a 29-year-old. What's your take on that fight? I mean, like, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, Robert Whittaker, the Reaper, Bobby Knuckles. I mean, one of the most underrated champions. This guy has beaten Yoel Romero twice. He's beaten Yoel Romero twice. Let that just take take a second to let that sink in, you know. He, he's a beast. He's an absolute beast. And uh, uh, honestly, I mean, contrary to the first fight that we spoke about, the main event where we were just harping on the wrestling, there's going to be no wrestling here. Let's not make any mistake about that. Kanania is, Kanania is a striker. Robert Whittaker, fantastic defensive wrestler. Let's be honest, he's not going to shoot. So what we're going to expect here is a good stand-up battle. It 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 may be a chess match over here because, uh, I mean, Kanania is someone who's dropped 100 pounds. He's gone from heavyweight to light heavyweight and now he's a middleweight. And at middleweight is where he's really hit the ground running. Uh, I was looking at his record. Some of his losses, I mean, Dominic Reyes, who was the number one contender, Jan Blahovic, who's now the champion. I mean, he's lost to the cream of the crop. So, no shame in losing to those guys, right? Uh, the only thing, like you said, for me over here is, I think age is a huge factor. I mean, I didn't even know Kanania was 36. That That's pretty astonishing. And the counter aspect to that is he knows that this is his only run, right? He's not going to make a second run at 40. So maybe you see that hunger somewhere in Canonio because he's become a knockout artist. The guy's upped his cardio. He's upped everything in his game. He doesn't have to worry about the wrestling this time. So that, I think, should help. Whitaker, um, so the two Romero fights and then the Adesanya fight that he had, uh, there were huge gaps between them. Now he's coming off fresh. He's coming off fresh of the Darren Till fight. He has that spring in his step. Maybe he's ready to make a second run. And um, th- this should be good. I mean, my pick personally would still be Robert Whittaker. Uh, it's not like I don't feel that Canonier can take it or he doesn't have the skill set. But uh, I-, I think Whittaker is just on another level taking nothing away from Karanio's win streak, I think Whitaker's at a different level. And in the striking, it's going to be a striking battle. Whitaker's going to outstrike him and take it. 
so uh, what's crazy about this particular fight ronit is the fact that they are pitched at even odds and what i mean by even odds is seven betting websites have actually picked cannonier as the favorite mm-hmm. and while the other five that i saw pick witikos so uh, it's a bit tricky i also like i said i think it comes down to the fact that they do underestimate robert witikos his record is 22-5 cannonier fought in 10 fights less than witikos as well It has a record of thirteen four. Mm. Whitaker, like you said, has age on his side, so I so, think a uh, pace will be somewhat of a hurdle that Cannonier has to overcome. At the same time, I mean, uh, I was just talking about Cannonier and how he dropped through weight classes. Whitaker actually went up a weight class. So Whitaker used to be a one seventy pounder, had a terrible time there. stop dehydrating stop killing himself he's up to 185 he became a world champion kanania has been dropping down those weight classes witiko is he's not a big middleweight you know he used to be a 170 pounder kanania on the other hand is a solid full size middleweight uh i don't think strength should have too much of a role to play in this one uh that being said witiko has lost to arasania who let's be fair israel he's on another level right now the style bender he is on a level no shame in losing to that guy no shame at all right witiko can take a shot i mean he is taking yoel romero's power what does he have to fear in canania canania's power i feel if you can take romero's shots and i don't think his chin is really deteriorated he's taken idle rest between his camps he's a smart fighter and he's probably not going to get into like a slug fest with kanania either he's probably going to be very cerebral in his approach so i personally think he has nothing to fear uh maybe he outpoints kanania maybe he gets a tko i don't personally see him knocking kanania out flush but i i feel he does. the one thing that works for kanania is his power and whitaker can take a shot so Unless he's going to overwhelm him like Adesanya did, he's going to keep making him miss, keep exhausting him, which I don't see happening. Uh, I think it's going to be a good night for Bobby Knuckles. I, I love that you brought up the fa- fact that he can take hits because I just pulled up that stat. He absorbs three point six five significant strikes per minute, and that is that is more than what. uh kanania has taken so and his average fight time is 12 minutes 20 we all know he's a champion so there's no question about his chin i believe as well and i think you highlighted that perfectly that if he can handle romero shots i don't think kanania should be a problem fantastic okay. rodit so let's move on to the next fight the heavyweights volkov and walt harris now right. i just love this i just love heavyweights because they barely ever go to decisions and even when they do it's a complete slugfest that as you rightly had mentioned heavyweights are a complete slugfest volkov drogon i mean he's he's only 31 and he has a record of 318 uh he's going up against walt harris who's been through so much in his life came back and lost his first fight put on a show did refuse to not get knocked out made it to the decision of course still lost but uh 
Even I mean the two fights he's lost, Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades recently. Uh, the Derek Lewis fight, it was literally he was winning the fight till he was not. Right. So Lewis came back last minute, big power punch. Volkov got carried away. He's a fantastic fighter, and the Curtis Blades fight, he just got overwhelmed with Blades' his wrestling, his takedowns, etc. Walt Harris is a good wrestler. It's not like he can't take him down and. he can't keep him there of course cortez blades is on another level altogether when it comes to wrestling uh probably now after dc is gone perhaps the best wrestler in the heavyweight division so may not be at that level when it comes to harris but uh, i i definitely feel that he has a good shot i mean with volkov it's about keeping his temperament about pacing himself about keeping the distance he has a 3 inch advantage he's going to be fantastic on the feet um obviously this is the heavyweight division blink of an eye one big shot it can be over uh so you can't count what has out in this case but for me volkov's a pretty overwhelming favorite i don't see any roll upset here either great So I'm glad because I was a bit worried that you'd go against me on this one. No, 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 not on this one. All right. So now moving on to the one last men's fight. We aren't going to be talking about the women's fight because we don't have much information on the on Lilia, who's the new fighter. She fought in Russia and China before. So, and she's going up against the number four, uh, Lauren Murphy. So. uh we're going to leave that one out so we'll just jump right into the first fight of the main draw between Magomed Ankalaev and Ion Kutelaba now this is a repeat fight uh for whoever has been keeping tab so it was quite controversial what happened in the first fight between them so Magomed had punched Kutelaba and Kutelaba was groggy but he was on his feet and he tried to keep himself up managed to do so as well but couldn't fight back he got punched uh, with a combination three or four times again was groggy on all of those occasions but still up on his feet and then a fifth or sixth punch came in and then the referee stopped the fight and kutelaba was furious because and you could see that he was okay because right after the referee stepped in you could see him arguing and he was completely stable on his feet nothing seemed wrong so there were a lot of question marks and that's pretty much why there is this rematch happening so ronit what's your take on uh, magomed versus ion uh personally i don't think the outcome is going to be much different from last time uh i, I mean i i watched the stoppage and i think it's pretty early and it could have gone longer but uh, if i have to make a pick i i don't see anything that kutlaba has in his bank that could upset magomed in this case uh my pick is magomed uh, as safe as that sounds going with the favorite again 
but uh, I, I just don't think Kotlab has much to offer in this case. Right. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the odds because Mango me there's minus two seventy five and Putelab is plus two thirty five, and I right. think those are the those odds are even better than Khabib versus Gaethje. And Magomed's record as well speaks for itself: thirteen and one. Kutilaba is not too bad at fifteen and five, but I think um, we've seen Magomed. He's an all-round fighter. He's got great wrestling ability as well. So I I'm not surprised by uh, you picking him as well. So that's about it. Um, uh, and Ronit, just some signing off line on what's your take on. Which round, maybe, uh, or how many rounds do you expect the Khabib and Gaethje fight to go to? Ah, uh, that that's going to be a tough one because uh, if Khabib gets it, he gets it by submission in the third or the fourth, and he probably tires Gaethje out, drains the blood into his arms, takes his legs, and Gaethje just has nothing to give till the third and fourth round. The deep waters that he wants to drown him in, and if Gaethje takes it, Gaethje has to take it within the first two, and it's going to be a knockout. Yeah, that that brings up a question: Does Khabib have the chin that Tony Ferguson does? Tony took some big shots in the first two rounds and survived. Mm. Will Khabib be able to take those shots if? I'm sure Gaethje will land shots in the first two rounds. I don't mm. see Khabib going in for the kill so early or being able to, with Gaethje having enough stamina. So, what's your take on that? Uh, two interesting facts about Khabib. One, he's never bled in the octagon, never been cut. What? Never been cut, Khabib. Never been cut. Okay. Second I fact is. I did not is, know that. <laughs> second fact is the only time he's been dropped is against Michael Johnson. The man can take a punch. There is no doubt about that. The question is, can he take a punch from Justin Gaethje? Because I mean, Gaethje. When you look at Gaethje, he doesn't look like the type of guy that I, I mean, he doesn't have that uh, you know overwhelming physique where you feel like when you look at a Yoel Romero at one eighty-five or you look at a Tyron Woodley at one seventy, Gaethje doesn't give that vibe. But there are some people who just have what Coach John Kavanaugh calls Connor's left hand—the touch of death. Maybe the highlight reel just has that touch of death. And if he manages to connect flush, Khabib's hopefully only human, and maybe he goes down. But Khabib can take a shot. If you ask me, it's probably not going to be. Uh, it probably won't be a walk-off KO or a flash KO. It's probably going to be a my. A little bit of an accumulation that he'll have to put on Habib if he has to take it, but if you ask me, yeah, it, this isn't a walk-off KO. Habib can take a shot. So I guess you're right. This is all unexplored territory and unseen territory for us with Habib. We've never seen him in disarray. Uh, we've seen him struggle a bit here and there. We've seen him be look amateurish when it's come to striking, but. Once he's on the ground, my goodness, there's no doubt that no one can really touch him. He's he's literally oh. elite when it comes to the ground and pound. So, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up the episode. Thank you so much for your time, Ronit. Uh, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Also, Ronit will be our expert 
every time we have a big UFC event coming up. And uh, be sure to tune in for all of those. Also, we will be dropping our weekly episode on Wednesday. So check that out. It's going to be a very, very interesting topic, especially for Indians. So do not miss that. Thanks once again, Ronit. And see you soon. Anytime, Mars. See you.